What's up, you tubanites? Welcome to Lords of the Long Box and the cover price top 10 for the week ending, um, I don't know, what sometime in July. Last July 18th? <laughs> uh, I have no idea, man. Uh, the 18th was, was definitely a haze. Yeah. Welcome to the show, everybody. Uh, I made it back. I'm home. I'm alive. Tim, yeah, I apologize Tim. if I offended anybody on Saturday. I don't think there's Not. anything to be said offensive. <laughs> just don't, don't even care. Uh, you know what? That's how we really are. So if anybody sees us on on this show, that's how I am in person. Ryan will tell you, Dark right, Side yeah. I would tell you. I mean, that's just how it I is. am. I'm a, he, I am he wears a it on his sleeve, ladies and gentlemen. I'm a loud, belligerent person. Right. Uh, speaking of loud and belligerent, uh, while you guys are waiting, you know what? You know what you guys need? You guys need to take it back to the old school, and you guys need some renegades of rhythm. I give you DJ Shadow from the Bay Area, DJ Cut nice. Chemist from the Jurassic Five, Ooh. and they toured with all of Africa Bombada's records, and I just took a small snippet of this live show in Oakland. Nice. Enjoy.
Thought now I saw that's pa- how you get a party started, y'all. Thought I saw, I thought I saw Tim's pompadour in the crowd over there, man. Could have been. It was in Oakland about ten years ago. Yeah, uh, that was the world. Uh, they toured around the U.S. I know, and I've seen you world. do backspins like that too. So yeah, I mean, like shit. Back in the day, uh, that was me inside the. I think there might be a right video there. on your IG somewhere if they if scroll you up or not. See it. Go look on YouTube. Renegades of Rhythm and uh, DJ Shadow cut chemist from Jurassic Five. They go on for about an hour and 45 minutes of spinning all vinyl. And that's two guys, six turntables, man, and that's all that's vinyl. And it's all from African Mbada's uh, record collection. Wow. Nice. Yeah, speaking of African Mbada, Justin, say what's up. Oh, <laughs> hey, what's going on, everybody? Tuesday night, top 11. That's right. And Ryan, still Yo, recovering. man. What Taking liver weekend. donors. Seriously, I'm on the liver list. Uh, if anybody's got one, I could use it for sure after this week. I think I don't think there's any more Jack Daniels in California. Yeah, Lily Liver Lover. But hey, uh, we had a great time. It was a blast, man. It was yes, really a lot of fun. Yes, it was. Thank it you, was KRS, hope, hope. for everything. That was awesome. We may do it again, but not too soon. Uh, <laughs> shout out to everybody in the live chat. Uh, today's spec is a uh, shout out to oh, shout out to my man Aegis Comics of Alaska. TiVo is a secret member of the Jabberwockies. You damn right I am. And unofficial member of the Rocksteady crew from uh, the Bronx. Shout out to Aegis Comics. Thank you for the super chat. Go check out Aegis Comics. He just did a hilarious thing with a comic book Karen. That needs to happen. I need to see comic book Karen video. Aegis Lou, Amy, make it happen. We need to see comic book Karens because I think we all know comic book Karens and comic book Kevin's is that is that the male version of it? Uh, yeah, a comic book. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, the show is sponsored by, and who knows how long after that a Saturday <laughs> show. But our friends over at CoverPrice.com go to CoverPrice.com, sign up for a two week free trial or six ninety nine a month. You get your price guides, collections and trends, and top ten lists, shakers and movers. Uh, the show is also sponsored by our wonderful friends at KRSComics.com. Go to KRSComics.com. Use the discount code of LOTLB. To get 15% off any KRS Comics exclusives. Man, I feel bad if you missed out for this one. Uh, wow. We told you about it. We said set your timer. This thing sold out in four minutes. And if you watch our show from Saturday, Chris had some interesting analytics about this cover. Like uh, 50% of the people who bought them or the sales. I think you said 60% new. Yeah, no, I think right around 50 <laughs> were brand new customers. So that means it was probably people that were sneakerheads. And I seen some yep, people comment definitely. that said, they told their sneakerhead friends and they all went out and bought it. So um, that's just another more evidence of the cross pollination of of things that are, you know, um, going. Um, how do I say that? Uh, back and forth from um, our world and the world of other collectibles and you mm-hmm. know, across a crossover to use yeah. a comic. And don't term. take it the wrong way, man. There is a, a huge sneakerhead community. Um, we don't have anything for KRS Comics dropping tomorrow. Uh, but I'll t- I'll tease you what's what what's dropping on Friday. Oof. Oof. I can't tell you what it's for. Oof. I can't tell you who the artist is. 
but I showed Justin and Ryan, and they all <laughs> but they all are super excited. This is going to drop Friday. This is just a small tease. I'll give you guys Oof. the full thing on take all on, my money. Yep, on Thursday, and pretty sure KRS will have it on Thursday as well. So make sure this is going to drop Friday at uh, noon, nine Pacific. Yo, KRS is doing big things. When we went over to a shop, uh. Uh, his his what's well, not even a shop it's it's, a, uh, it's where they do business like it's, an and, it's a business office and business was booming, business uh, was booming. it was excellent clayton crane signing was uh, it was incredible hopefully they do some more and um i do believe mike mayhew who does these is going to be at the KRS booth at megacon in florida so hey you can get your mike mayhew signed and slabbed over at megacon and then he's going to head over to N- uh, new york city comic-con maybe our boy justin will be there to represent the lords yeah absolutely all right so there I'll you go there. man so that's slowly a sign that things are coming back to normal boys and girls yes sir but speaking of normal let's look at our cover price top 10 as always there's always a runner-up that doesn't quite make the top 10 list and as i said in the live chat over under on let's just call it loki related spec is five and a half uh, i saw a lot of uh overs um so place your bets now mm-hmm. you guys got 10 seconds five ten <laughs> nine eight you know we seven, never made it to tijuana it. No, we didn't. We didn't get to see the donkey show. So it's waiting for us. Oh my though. gosh. Maybe next time. Maybe next time. Maybe next time. All right. All right. Pace your bets. Bets are in. All right. So uh, let's take a look at the runner up for this week's cover price top 10. The over under on Loki related spec is five and a half. So uh, let's count them out. What do we got for number 11? Well, we got our oldest book on the list Avengers number oh. eight. Marvel Comics from 1964. So clearly the last episode of Loki consumed the top 10 and runner-up list on this one. Despite knowing that Kang was going to show up in Ant-Man 3, his surprise appearance in the last episode of Loki just lit a massive Kang fire. Like seriously, if Kang is on the cover, it's hot. Uh, Not to mention even everything regarding Mr. Kang on the inside, but it's hot. So Kang here, Kang there. Buckle in as we're going to be seeing a lot for a couple of weeks you know, with the Kang stuff, his first appearance is a tad bit pricey, though the news has pushed it in all t- kinds of nice hotness. This week, it sold 18 copies, have a seven-day uptrend of 136%. And guess what? Had a high new sale, $8,550 wow. for a CGC 9.2. Damn. I got a... I got a 5.5 CBCS over there with Chris, hoping that it gets a nice little bump. I got a 7.0. I do believe we spec this way back when, when it was still relatively affordable. But even I remember we talked about the Loki uh, finale, and I was like, "Will they really show Kang? Will they really go there?" And I didn't the think doors, they would. When they and the doors opened up, I was like, "Damn." They went there, and for the casual viewer, they probably didn't know what the hell that was, but for all of us who knew that Jonathan Majors was cast as Kang for Ant-Man uh, Part 3, mm-hmm. just like, you know, Pretty cool. and even though the episode didn't have a lot of action, I was hooked on every word that Kang said. I well, and not only did they have him in it, they at the very end, they showed a statue with in full regalia. That was pretty cool. Yeah, with the yes, helmet and because the timeline changed. I mean, literally. Um, so, and there's going to be a Loki season two. So that's why we don't think this spec is going anywhere. Um, you know, I mean, Immortus, Nathaniel Richards, or whatever. Who knows? But it. But at the if you don't need to, need to understand what happened at the end of Kang, 
when they killed Kang, or Loki, excuse me, when they killed Loki, their timeline changed. And if you notice, Mobius didn't know who the hell Loki was. And then uh -huh. there's a statue of Kang there. And Kang even said, if you kill me, there's going to be infinite versions of me that are worse. And then he goes, see you soon. So, uh, you know, we had kind of ambivalent Kang, who was just kind of jokey. We may get evil Kang. So there you go, man. Avengers number Did anybody eight. else get goosebumps when he goes, some call me a conqueror? Yeah, they mm. did. Uh, they uh, Marvel loves the little Easter eggs that, yeah, you know, cool. that filled it up, man. So Avengers number eight is the runner up and the first of the Loki spec over under is five and a half boys and girls. All right, what do we got for number ten? Number ten this week, starting off, we've got X Factor number six. This is a nineteen eighty six production, and it was recently announced that Apocalypse will be a central character for Marvel's upcoming six issue Dark Ages miniseries. And currently living as a reform mutant on Krakoa, this series is his speculated return to villainy. Either way, he will play a heavy role in the series, giving his first severely undervalued first appearance a nice boost in sales with 28 copies sold, a seven-day trend of 133%, and a high sale of $590 for a CGC 9.8. Well, that's good to see some uh, what we like to call organic specs. Yeah. This is just based purely off of the comic books. And uh, Believe it or not, I think I still have a raw copy. Like when they were offloading them after the uh, uh, Age of Apocalypse movie, mm -hmm. you can get it for real cheap. Uh, I meant nine point eight for five ninety. I mean, affordable compared to other key issues in Marvel. Well, Absolutely. I think eventually, eventually, if Feige does do any type of apocalypse, um, you know, like a real true adaptation of Age of Apocalypse, not the version we got on Fox. Even though the Fox version gave us a pretty cool Phoenix, I mean, that to me was the best Phoenix, and then they mucked it all up with um, <laughs> the death of Phoenix, right? The, the yeah. That, that, that next film. But she was badass when she went full-on Phoenix in that. Um, and uh, I don't... I, okay, I don't want to keep on talking about it, but that, <laughs> the Chris Claremont documentary talks about the death of Dream Grey and what a massive thing it was. And, and uh, Ryan, you watched that, right? Yeah, yeah, I've seen it. It's fandom. And how, and how uh, Louise Simonson, obviously, who did X Factor, was told Chris Claremont, Chris Claremont was pissed. So, mm -hmm. And it was funny, Jim <laughs> Shooter uh, was not the editor-in-chief at the time, or was he? Or was it Bob Harris? I think it was still Jim Shooter. I think and it he was. Had, and, and they got into shouting arguments about, because Chris Claremont was, like, adamant. Like, look, if I kill somebody, they need to remain dead. And then Louise Simonson is the writer of X Factor uh, because Chris Caramont wrote X-Men for like, what, 20 years, and he wanted to control everything. And so when this came out, you know, he was like, no, this is not going to happen. But just see the damn documentary. It's on Amazon Prime if you have it, man. I'm pretty sure everybody else has it. So awesome. X Factor number six cracks the number 10 in the top 11. Uh, all right. Well, this should be no surprise. What do we got for number nine? Uh, we got some Black Widow books. How about that? So Inhumans number five from Marvel Comics in 1999. So the first cameo appearance of the new MCU's Black Widow, Yelena Belova, continues to hit those new highs. Last week, it sold 30 copies, had a seven-day uptrend of 140%, and a new high sale and a CGC 9.8 for $785. And I actually just let go of a 9.6 to a good friend. So enjoy that book. Oh, boy. I mean, uh, it's not... I mean, we can spoil Black Widow. I haven't now, seen right? it yet, but go ahead. I heard I that she's the it. best part because I want to take the kids. To oh, yeah. She's the best part. Oh. Was, it, was it on the plane? Did they show it on the plane? Because you know how they show new movies on uh, the plane? Dude, on the plane, I was 
a mess. <laughs> Ryan took a Sleeping? 10 p.m. flight from LAX to uh, Detroit, so that means he went backward and he I did. Went, I was king. What time did you end up landing then? At, Five twenty-five. Five twenty-five a.m. My Oof. God, no wonder you slept all day. Good <laughs> Lord, man. But yeah, she was really great in it. Um, I meant the just the superhero landing part. That yeah, part enough yeah. had me right there. When when yep. she made fun of her and she did it, she goes, <laughs> It's almost like poking fun of the genre itself, right? I, I thought it was, uh, you know what? People who pan it or whatever, you know what? I am just glad I can see a Marvel film or any D- uh, Marvel or DC film on the big screen. You know what I mean? Because if you remember, like, Wonder Woman 84 came out on HBO Max, right? It wasn't even, mm-hmm. uh, there wasn't any theaters open at the time. But just happy to sit there with other uh, Marvel fans and hear people gasp at the mm-hmm. end when Contessa shows up, right? Mm-hmm. And to me, that's like fellow nerds who watched Falcon and the Winter Soldier, right? They were yeah. fellow geeks were like, <gasps> and I was like, that's right, motherfucker. I was like, yeah, they went there. <laughs> but here's the interesting thing. Black Widow was supposed to come out before Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Mm-hmm. So uh-huh. the question, from what I've been, I've researched a little bit, it seems they filmed that before Falcon and the Winter Soldier. So her first appearance in the MCU was supposed to be in the Falcon Winter Soldier. Um, I mean, I don't know how accurate that is. I mean, it could have been they added that as an end credit scene uh, after Falcon and Winter Soldier. From what I'm hearing, though, you know, it was already part of Black Widow and, you know, and then obviously Black Widow got pushed back so far. But, you know, it was cool nonetheless that we got to see, um, oh, that that PBS documentary with Liev Schreiber. Um, What's the name of it, Ryan? Help me out. Comic superheroes, superheroes the never-ending story. Yeah, something like there that. There is a, whole, I think, in the second or third part, they they talk about Jim Steranko and his, and the art that he brings. Right, he's mm-hmm. like, so Stim, Jim Steranko went to Stan Lee's office and he goes, "I want to draw for Marvel." And Stan Lee says, "You're too good. I don't know what to tell you, but look on that rack and pick out a title that you want to do." And there was all like X Men, uh, Avengers, uh, Fantastic Four, Spider Man. And Jim Steranko says, I picked out the worst selling one, which was Strange Tales with Nick Fury. And he even brings up this documentary came out in 2013. He brings up the actual character Contessa in that video. So hmm. fast forward to now, she's in the MCU. Crazy, yeah. right? It's, I mean, that was in 2000. Yeah, go see it. It's a three part documentary. And it's it's not like other documentaries where they no, just basically, it goes to the entire. It's really history. about comic books. It's yeah. not just about movies. It does talk about the importance of movies, but it goes through the golden age and you know the comics code. And then uh, interesting enough, I did. I, I was like, I always thought that Green Lantern, Green Arrow was the first drug story, but it's actually Spider Man and Jim Star uh-huh. or Jim Steranko, or excuse me, um, Neil Adams. Saw that he said he went into the Marvel offices and he saw they're doing a drug store. He goes, Oh, we can do it then. We don't need this comic code authority stamp. And then that's the famous drug issue. Mm-hmm. My ward is a junkie. <laughs> you know yep. I mean? Yeah. All right. So, number nine on the list is, you know, we're going to digress a bunch on this because there's just so, I mean, that, I was, I watched it over the weekend. I couldn't stop watching it. It was just so fantastic. I implore you guys. And Lee F. Schreiber is a great narrator of it. Um, even though he goes, yeah, I was part of the MCU and this shows his little <laughs> saber tooth appearances. Right. Like, all, right. all right. So, number nine of the list is Inhumans number five. All right. What do we got for number eight? Here we go. Mark it down on your list. The Mighty Thor number 20, uh, 245. And this is from 1976. All aboard the Kang train. Uh, but in this case, it's He Who Remains, a.k.a. Voldemort. I mean, Kang. But yes, 
Disney actually did a little origin blending with uh, EP Kate Heron confirming via deadline that Kang is the variant, but also he's not technically Immortus. It's just a bit like Sylvie, right? But the unique character in relation to our story, he who remains is in the comics, but the version in our story was a little bit different. He's closer to Immortus, but he's a unique character for the story. But Kang is a variant of the character. With that said, the sheer mention of He Who Remains was enough to cause this to sell. 27 copies had a seven-day trend of 247% and a high raw sale of $160. That was almost as convoluted as the Kang origins. I'm surprised this showed up on here because I would think once he you saw that it was Kang that it was he who remains is because he who remains I think it's just the name right somebody finds well he who yeah, remains or, in the comics is an actual old person he's the last director of the TVA um but but he really is a separate entity but that just shows like in Marvel shows or Marvel movies they don't you know sometimes it's a direct adaptation of the comic book but sometimes they kind of blend a couple of characters together like sylvie is a is a is female loki and sylvie bruxen she's a she's mm-hmm. a combination of loki and the enchantress and that's why mm-hmm. she has the same name as the combo character so because a lot of times you know people poo poo <laughs> like oh why isn't it directly like this and you know but they sometimes have to adapt it for the big screen and or small screen and for our benefit because now we're like hey that threw me a curveball but i for some reason i thought oh this would debunk he who remains because i was watching i said oh well that's that's the same as Kang, but you know. But they said the name, so that means everybody's mm-hmm. got to go buy it. Yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> we'll see how how long lasting it is. Um, it's not. Now, it's one yeah, of those things where they said the name, and that's yeah. it. People went and bought it. Yeah, but if they're watching it, they saw the same thing though. They saw Kang, unless they didn't know that was Jonathan Majors was going to be Kang. But it's interesting possible. enough, I mean, maybe in like uh, season two, um, and they already they confirmed their season two. Uh, 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 Hiddleston said, uh, "We're in deep, deep negotiations right now for season two because he says there's some really trippy stuff going on." But uh, Damn. Uh, so there you go, man. Let's see. So far, that's the only show that's getting uh, greenlit for season two because I think there's more story to tell because there's you know multiple versions of Kang. So never ending story. Maybe you guys will get your Nathaniel Richards in season two. We never know. But number eight on the list is the Mighty Thor number two forty. I just want to see the Sphinx spaceship. Yeah, a little Ramatut action. Yeah. Mm. All right. What do we got for number seven? Uh, number seven is an interesting book. So this one's uh, Bassett number one, but the second printing variant from Boom Studios that just came out not too long ago. So this is, of course, you know, picking up steam in the aftermarket because not only is it an underordered second print, but it is also a preview of the House of Slaughter for Boom Studios, which is coming out later this year. So with that entailed, sold 38 copies, had a seven day uptrend of 203% and Raw's are selling for as high as $44 and a new one for $98 for a CGC 9.8 pre-sale. Mm-hmm. Crazy. It's horror comics. That's the pl- I mean, if you want to create a comic, do a horror comic right now. Yep. I, mean, uh, I guess you have to have some name recognition, right? Cullen Bunn, you know, uh, James Tinian, they all have some rec- name recognition. Mm-hmm. Um, and just like uh, Something is Killing the Children is a, is a Boom Studios book as well, correct? Yes. yes. Yeah. So this is basically the same type of spec. Um, they know Boom Studios has a first look deal with Netflix, so why not? You know, uh, you know, it'd be dope is they build like a Boom Studios uh, horror, 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 horror universe horror. <laughs> for uh, Netflix. But 
I don't trust Netflix doing it, to be honest with you, but it would be cool if they did. But, you know, this is, you know, but like, like we find out what something is killing the children. We know Boom Studios has a, has a deal with Netflix, but then um, I definitely think that there was people at Boom Studios telling other people and they knew that something is killing the children was going to be the first thing developed onto Netflix. So, uh, I mean, hopefully it's more like uh, Umbrella Academy and not Lock uh-huh. Key was one and done, right? So uh, we shall yeah. see, boys and girls. So Basilisk. Number one, the second print variant coming right at you at number seven. What do we got for number six? Number six is A Nice House on the Lake, number one. This is from 2021. And the big question was whether or not James Tinian's new series would follow the scorching hot trend sent by Something is Killing the Children and his other book, Department of Truth. Turns out the answer is yes. This book had a surge in both sales and price jump this week with 68 copies sold a seven-day uptick of three, 139%, and a high raw sale of 30 bucks. I mean, 30 bucks for a raw book in a, from a month ago, pretty good. You know what? I'm, I'm, I'm really, uh, the, yo, the live chat is doing really well, except for Copy 801. Sorry, but I was seeing a lot of three <laughs> out of sixes on here, and I was I was just highlighting, and then I see Copy 801 with a big zero. It's all right, man. You still got a chance, man. But uh, so far, a lot of, uh, Brad, sorry, but a lot of uh, 3.6s. Uh, my man Gomez, a comic collector. Yeah, boy. Got a four out of six. Look at that. All right. Good job for you, man. Marv. Uh, I don't even know how to do that math. Zero, zero. Okay. Once. Okay. Whatever, man. For sure. Okay. I can dig it. Uh, comic book human, the <laughs> robot bot. Uh, not doing too well, but we shall see. So the nice house on the lake f- continues the trend of horror uh, books with really long titles, man. Um, yep. and, um, and then you have the on the the inverse, you have ha. <laughs> the, the book that just has two letters in the title ha uh hmm. with the bad clown all right so uh so far we have what one two three loki adjacent spec books and the over under is five and a half and we're up to number i don't think i don't think x factor was a loki expect oh no okay so one so we have two so two far. so two mm-hmm. wow and uh the over under is five and a half boys and girls and we're at number six right now so uh halfway to the point what do we got for number five well not a kang book or loki book Uh-oh. so never never cool. heavy metal comics just came out last week so apparently with the list being either kang related or hot new indie series this is a new title that just came out as i said it's very hard to find in stores and is quickly generating a good fan base due to its dark take on Neverland from Peter Pan sold cool. 78 copies had a high trending sale last week for 156% and new high and high raw sales for $30 for this book. Um, I will say I read the book. I'm not a huge fan of it. I will tell you a better Peter Pan dark take is to read Zenoscope's Neverland. That I think is a better, actually I read the first two issues for this book. Um, so, I mean, just the original Peter Pan story itself is pretty dark in itself. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, you like, um, all the kids are dead, right? You know, like, uh, and that's when he takes them away to Neverland. They're all dead, uh, in the book, in the movies, they make it. So, you know, kids stories and back in the day, Grimm brothers and everything, they're pretty dark mm-hmm. stories. So the theory, I mean, the story is. I do believe all the kids are dead and Neverland is like a, a purgatory, if you will say, or a heaven or whatever for dead kids. I mean, hmm. that's, I mean, perfect adaptation for something dark, right? I mean, if you yeah. think about it, I'm, that's the I'm, darkest shit. Well, that's the darkest you can go. I think I mean, yeah, just dead Google kids. it. Google it. It's a thing. Oh, that's cool. I think it's, cool. it's kind of, it's kind of like it. it. It's kind of like what you're talking about, like based off the original, um, yeah. 
it, it's still similar where no one no one grows old and actually no one can die so it is kind of like a purgatory um but yeah if you if you want to read it it's it's interesting like the kids well, can get like cut open and their guts are there and then they just sew themselves back together in a way but they're not actually if, dead if you think about it if you never grow old and you can't die because you already did that means you're dead Spoiler alert, but <laughs> it's from Heavy Metal Comics, too, man. So uh, mm-hmm. you know it's going to be dark. All right, number five on the list is never, never number one. All right, now what do we got for number four? You guys better hope number it's a four. Number four, Avengers 267. This is from 1986. And it's clear we're about to get way more Kangs, which means we'll also get the Council of Kangs whose first appearance is in this issue. It sold 62 copies, had an uptick seven-day trend of 202%, and had a high raw sale of $200. Um, I'm wondering, is Rick Sanchez a Kang? The Council of Ricks? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> well, I mean, they said there's, you know, Kang was the only one that was keeping all the other Kangs around. So if you have a, um, a gaggle of Kangs, then it's only, maybe it is a bunch of Kangs? We shall see. <laughs> Um, but it'd be curious to see how they introduce this into uh, Ant-Man and the Quantumania. Like, does is that is that the Quantum? So here's that- my prediction: they're gonna do, they're gonna introduce him in Ant-Man, and then they're gonna continue using Kangs in the new Loki series. Hmm. They'll use the main Kang in the movies. They'll use his alternates in the series. Yeah. So when you get pruned, do you go to the quantum zone, the quantum realm, or uh, mm-hmm. I, don't I don't know? Maybe that's it's a good question. A, a, do you remember in uh, Ant Man Part Two there was a uh, there there was a quick scene when he's going through the quantum realm and it looked like a little city or castle. Uh, I mean, it looks totally different than the castle that Eliath was uh, protecting. But you know, yeah, kind of same thing people were talking about back then. All right. So hmm. you got your next. Loki Kang spec related book on the list. So that's one, two, three. Over under is five and a half. Not looking good. All right. What do we got for number three? Well, if you couldn't find number 267, how about Avengers 269? So, with so many Kangs and so little time to go on to this ultra confusing origins of himself, <laughs> well, this issue adds even more confusion to the origin of Ramatut, aka Kang, in a big battle between Kang and Amortis, which is Kang versus Kang. Last <laughs> week, it sold 60 copies, had a seven day uptrend of 244% and high sales for 50 bucks. Not bad. If you want to see a really great explanation of Kang's, go peep out my man JLS Comics uh, yeah. YouTube channel. I think that video has over 110,000 views. So kudos to our man Jesse. Uh, he does these great kind of uh, comic book, uh, the history of, and the one that he did for Kang got over. And this was like, I want to say six months ago he did this, and it has over 110,000 views. So make sure you go uh, support our buddy JLS Comics, man. He, um, you know, that's some that's some real viewership right there when you got one hundred and ten thousand views. Yes, and sir. You have mm-hmm. like uh, 30,000 subs. So, uh, way to go, man! Impressive. So, uh, speak, yeah, speaking of which, man, make sure you hit that thumbs up and subscribe, man. As soon as we hit seven thousand subs, we're gonna give something away. We're about two or three hundred away right now, man. So giving uh, away Tim's virginity. That's Ooh. right, man. We're giving away my virginity and Ryan's liver for whoever wants it. <laughs> um, it's gonna. Uh, I like this. People are naming like different things. A clutch of kangs. I was heard. A chorus of kangs. Because you know, there's a murder of crows. You know yeah. how they always say it. Like yeah, a, yeah. a pride of lions. Keep on going with that. I like to see uh, a conniptious of kangs. Let me see. A, a kettle of kangs. Um, I don't know. Keep on going, man. We'll we'll, we'll get a name for him. I don't know. But so far, I like a clutch of kangs. A calamity of kangs. 
Ooh, well, that's just too much. Now you're making my mind melt. All right. So Avengers number 269 is number three in the list from 1986. The Avengers. All right. All right. So uh, we're down to two. And we have one, two, three, four. All right. What do we got for number two? Well, here we go. This is Chariot number one. This is from artists writers and artisans from 2021 and this is the first appearance of kang as chariot <laughs> sorry oh. i couldn't help myself i couldn't help myself but this was recently announced via deadline that warner brothers won an auction for chariot a feature pitch package that has top gun maverick helm uh joseph kaczynski directing an ad adaptation of the graphic novel recently published by artists, writers, and artisans, AWA for short. This news continues to move copies selling 37 and landing in the second position this week. It had a seven-day trend of 595%, and it had a high raw sale of $40. So you, got, you, you guys should be paying attention to um, AWA Upshot Comics. Um, they have some serious uh, people that are doing their books. Great writers, great artists. And I do believe it's headed up by Alex Alonzo, who used to be like the editor-in-chief of Marvel. And he is now heading that up. I've read some stuff from them. I, I have the first ever. It's like a... It's a trade paperback, but basically it's a it's a trade that features all the first appearance and it has like five stories and it goes over them. And there's one that's uh, I think Michael J. Straczynski also wrote, uh, writes for them. So there's some serious talent uh, hmm. behind the folks over at Artists, Writers and Artisans, short for AWA, um, that I can't wait to, to see, man. Um, you know, so far there have been many issues that have really like, you know, caught on or blown up. Um, but uh, we shall see, man. But go peep it out. There's some great stories that are, and it's pretty dark. There's one where it's like basically, um, I guess, what do I want to call it, day zero or day one, where it explains half the world has a, like a zombie type disease, but within that, people get power. So it's kind of like uh, hmm. they're sitting and they're building a, a, a comic book universe. They're, so it, all the titles, it's like what Image tried to do. Um, yes. Yeah, the AWA previews. That's the one. That's uh, it's a it was a um, a trade that they came out. I I, forget, I think I want to say it was on Free Comic Book Day or something like that. But I read the whole thing and it was great. Um, I can't wait for. I hope it gets more of it gets done. But interesting that Warner Brothers is going to do it because Warner Brothers still does have an arm that's connected. You know, that does movies that's not DC, right? So, all right. So uh, five and a half is over under. So let's count them down. We have one, two, three four Ooh. so if you played the under you're looking pretty good man because it was five and a half but what do we got for number one avengers number two almost hey. five books five kang books so avengers number two volume god knows what volume this is but this is from marvel comics from 2016 so with the so much speculation around kang right now there and his many many variants sometimes we just need a pretty badass cover what is this? Isn't this Alex Ross on this cover, man? I think it this is. is oof, this is awesome. So, uh, of course, this one has them all. You have Ramatut, Immortus, oh. Iron Lad, etc., etc. Is it all in their supposed appearances? Like, was Ramatut first, and then Iron uh, Lad, and I then? I think so. No, because Iron Lad is relatively. Yeah, he's more newer, so he definitely wouldn't be yeah. in that in between spot. But then but... again, it's time travel, so. Yeah. True. Yeah. So, I mean, with this issue selling a ton last week, had 49 copies and had a seven-day uptrend of 471%, and high sales were going as much as $45. 
for this Avengers book that is littered in back issue bins right now. If you can get one. I didn't see one. Um, but yeah, uh, oh, the resistance from AWA. That was the 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 story that I read. Really good. Um but yeah, man, that is that's man, even I even when uh, I saw this, I go, wow, five. That's a lot. I don't know if we ever had over under that hit five on I don't the think same so. type of book, man. But uh, there you go, man. So, man, we got to wait now to what? August 11th? Or, a long time. Uh, Too long. Uh, yeah. For what if, right? Uh, mm-hmm. We still got. We still got the Bad Batch. We didn't even talk about Hera's first appearance in the Bad Batch. That was pretty dope. Yeah, that was pretty interesting. Two parter. Yeah. So it shows how she, how uh, how young she was, and um, interesting enough, I was reading an article how uh, the creator said you know uh, her accent, and in the actual rebels she has an accent when she speaks to her own people, yeah. But when she's speaking to others, you know, she probably as with time grew by, she probably didn't have an accent. You know, you know, it's similar to Ryan when he's around his people, he speaks right. with a Detroit accent. <laughs> yep, yep. I say pop on you, when I'm here, and I say soda when I'm on the West Coast. There you go. Yeah. Uh, don't know what he says on the East Coast. because Yeah, no. Come to the East Coast. Let me see what you're like. <laughs> yeah, but people on the East Coast don't say pop, do they? That's a Midwestern no. thing. It's yeah. it's soda. Yeah, it's it's soda, Ryan. It's not fucking pop. What do you, because, what do you want from me, okay? So it, it's when soda you put, pop. When you put pop rocks with pop, you put pop rocks with pop or pop rocks with soda? <laughs> I use Mentos. I use Mentos with pop. <laughs> oh, there you go. Uh, don't do that at home, boys and girls. That's really bad advice. Especially, don't do it indoors, at least. Uh, but although I did see a MythBusters where they used a cow stomach and filled it with Coke and Mentos, and it didn't explode. So you watched hmm. the weirdest shit, man. That's uh, cool. Man. I watched this, that uh, surfer one that you recommended. That today. is that was, was really it, good. That was dope. It's hundred foot wave. A hundred foot wave, dude. Awesome. You know what? You get all kinds of stuff when you watch the Lords, man. You learn right. about P- documentaries on PBS about culture comic books and culture. Uh, and uh, it, we're 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 <laughs> we got we're so full of culture. It's oozing out of oh, our pores. I mean, I could smell it. That's something else. Ryan is using uh, <laughs> alcohol out of his pores. That's after true. Jack weekend, Daniels, so, my uh, God. So yeah, hey. Uh, so make sure you peep out. Um, uh, we'll be back Thursday for the Shaker Show, but uh, make sure you guys uh, sub up. We're close to 7,000 subscribers. I'm pretty sure we're going to give away something. I myself have a giant box of, nope, I didn't say that oh. word, but a giant box of KRS Comics. I will give you my mystery box that I got from them as well as some other things. I'm pretty sure KRS was kind enough. And for those who won the uh, the live uh, trivia, uh, I Jose will be sending those books out. I don't. I don't even remember at one point. I think John cheated at one point when John definitely cheated. John cheated when we said what was the first ever Karis Comics exclusive, and then he said Champions. I was like, dude, come on, man, you were there. You helped part forge that. (laughs) He made it happen. (laughs) So we did. uh, We gave away like three cool comics, uh, a slab, and a couple other uh, goodies. So uh, Mm -hmm. there you go, man. So any last words, Ryan? Hey, glad to be home. I had a blast. Thank you, KRS. Thank you, Chris. Thank you, jo- um, Jose. Thank you, everybody, for everything. It was it was a lot of fun. I'd like to do it again, for sure. And uh, awesome. thank you all for joining us this uh, Tuesday night. Love yeah, it. Just, Top just 11, not, baby. No, it's not too soon. Like, make it annual. Oh, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, yearly. Yeah. And next time, get a hotel in San Diego. Next time, I will plan it much better. <laughs> I saw a lot of the California highway system. A lot. Um, I will never again complain about Midwest traffic. I am going to be a Zen driver where I'm at now. It's awesome. For those in California, Ryan, my our boy Bobby Swolverine, drove from Bakersfield to LAX to Chula Vista. 
and then drove from Chula Vista to Bakersfield back down to Orange County so we can go to Comics, Tunes, and Toys on Sunday. And then to the airport. And then he drive back to <laughs> LAX to, to drop Ryan off at the airport, then drive back to Bakersfield. Yep. Uh, if anybody's tired, it's Bobby. But Woo. hey, man, he's a bodybuilder. You know so. what? I had a yeah. chauffeur and a bodyguard all in one. That's right. That Justin, any last words? Yeah, just uh, check out last week's Comic-Con podcast course uh apple itunes google podcast spotify and anchor i wear an extra large i would be expecting my shirt please okay yeah i'll send that right (laughs) out okay i'm sorry but air fighter gets the win please highlight his comment (laughs) where do you say oh oh oh, oh, oh. Oh, air spider 23 you get a marvel no prize donnie kane you are the winner thank you very much keith newman with the two (laughs) dollar super chat he had to throw that in right before we oh man why you gotta do that for shout out to donnie cates and everything you do for the community uh one day i will do the origin story of donnie cates and the lords of Longbox. you'll find it very funny and why we do this little fun thing that we do uh, so thank you guys all for hanging out with us. Make sure you guys subscribe. We're close to 7,000 subs. You want to give away some cool stuff, uh, like, and all that stuff. Or if you hit the thumbs down, hit it twice. Like our man JB says. So, uh, until next time, we will see you on Thursday, Thursday. for the shakers of the week. Until next time, boys and girls, keep digging in them long boxes. Peace, Peace out. Now let's do this. Who are you to make their lives bitter in hard bondage? In this, you shall know that the Lord